there are a lot of stories out there about the Civil War. And if you're looking for a podcast that covers things like Gettysburg, Fort Sumter, Appomattox, Manassas, or something else like that, you're going to be disappointed. We already discussed the free state of Scott and its existence during the Civil War. And this week, it's time for another lesser-known Civil War era story on Our Weird World. Our Weird World. Welcome to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson. And this week, we're looking at the story of Henry Barry Lowry, a member of the Lumbee tribe, uh, which is a Native American tribe uh, in the eastern part of North Carolina. Uh, Random trivia, this is the tribe that some people theorize uh, came about as a result of the lost colony, the Roanoke settlers, um, after they disappeared off the island, essentially. Uh, people believe that the tri- or the you know the lost colony settlers um, moved inland, um, kind of became part of another Native American tribe, interbreeded with them, I guess, and ultimately became the Lumbee tribe. And the and the Lumbees actually had a hard time for a while uh, with official recognition as a Native American tribe, but they they got it all taken care of, and now they still maintain a, a pretty heavy presence in uh, South Central Eastern North Carolina. But uh, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Henry Barry Lowry, and uh, it's story time. Story time. Henry Barry Lowry was born around 1845 in the Hopewell community of Robison County, uh, down in like the south central part of North Carolina near Fayetteville. Uh, he was one of 12 children in a mixed race family that was white, black, and Lumbee Indian. And when the Civil War broke out, the Lowry family was exempt from fighting for the Confederates because they were classified as free people of color. And basically anyone who had that designation in the South, um, didn't really, you know, wasn't, you know, required to fight in the civil war for the Confederates, which really puts, uh, I I know the civil war was fought over states rights, but, um, you know, that, that little tidbit right there doesn't make your whole argument about it wasn't about slavery. Doesn't make that argument look really good. Um, because apparently to a degree, you know, maybe it was, um, Despite that exemption, though, several uh, members of Lowry's family were conscripted by the Confederate Army, which is a little bit different, uh, and they were forced uh, into labor to build forts and other Confederate defenses. So, you know, while they weren't necessarily drafted to fight, um, you know, free people of color still could have been conscripted to work in labor camps, whether that was, you know, building forts or, you know, providing food or material or anything like that. So, um On December 21st, 1864, uh, Henry's white neighbor, James Barnes, accused Henry's father of stealing his hogs. And instead of talking through the situation, calmly presenting evidence that, you know, Henry's father had done no such thing, Henry just straight up killed Barnes on the grounds that you just don't accuse the Lowrys of doing anything. And the next month, Henry learned that James Harris, uh, who was a member of the Confederate Home Guard, um, which was a loosely organized militia that was, you know, given the authority by the Confederate government to keep order while everyone was off at war. And 
Henry found out that this guy, James Harris, was getting a little handsy with some of the local women. And, you know, you you just don't disrespect women around Henry Barry Lowry. And Henry just decided to kill him, too. Two months later, uh, the Home Guard raided Lowry's farm and found their collection of weapons. And that was a problem because free people of color were forbidden to own firearms after the Nat Turner Rebellion in 1831. And the Home Guard made up rules as they went, and they set up a kangaroo court convicting Henry's father and brother of illegal weapons possession. And the two men were executed right there on the spot, and Henry saw all of this take place from like a secluded spot in, in the woods nearby. In response uh, to that, to seeing his family get uh, executed by the home guard, Henry gathered two of his older brothers, two cousins, two brothers-in-law, uh, two escaped slaves and three other dudes to form a gang whose sole purpose in life was to make, you know, police officers and other government officials as miserable as possible. And their first mission was to steal a stockpile of weapons that was intended for the local militia at the courthouse in the town of Lumberton. And once they got all those weapons and with more firepower than they knew what to do with, Henry and his gang proceeded to just terrorize upper-class families with guerrilla warfare throughout the southeastern part of North Carolina in what came to be known as the Lowry War. So, you know, during the Civil War, like, Henry's gang was causing so much trouble that there was this, like, side war going on in the Confederate, you know, in North Carolina called Lowry's War or the Lowry War, where... You know, local militias, um, you know, and and police and everything were just trying to take this guy down. But for the next seven years, Henry and his gang murdered several people who identified as Democrats and white supremacists. And this was back before, you know, Democrats and Republicans like switched. So the Democrats back then are like today's modern day Republicans. It's one of the weird, confusing parts of like American political history that I'm just not a fan of. Um, But whatever. Um, Henry and his gang stole safes full of money from local sheriff's offices. They plundered plantation storage sheds, silos, smokehouses. But rather than keeping all the treasure for themselves, Henry's gang would often take the money and other supplies that they stole from their victims and give them to the Republicans and other poor non-white residents of Robinson County and, and the rest of eastern North Carolina. So, But, you know... That that was all great, but Henry was getting kind of bored, and just to make things fun for himself, Henry made a public appearance on December 7th, 1865, when he married a woman named Rhoda Strong, and there was just a huge announcement about it, and authorities found it, probably because Henry did that on purpose, and they came in and arrested him and threw him in jail. But then some kind of like some kind of weird like redneck Robin Hood, Henry escaped from prison by cutting through the jail cell bars and just continued killing any member of law enforcement or a Democrat that stood in his way. By 1869, as Henry's legend continued to grow, uh, Governor William Woods Holden outlawed Lowry and his gang and placed a $12,000 reward for their capture, dead or alive. When Henry found out about it, he decided to turn himself in, give up his life of crime, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. He actually got even more aggressive and killed even more Democrats and law enforcement officials. Um, The actual number of people that he killed along the way is not known. There was never, you know, an official tally. We're just kind of going off of what people had said about him and biographies that were written by him. But it was it was it was a lot of people. Um, in February, 1872, Lowry just mysteriously disappeared after raiding a local sheriff's safe and stealing over $28,000. Um, 
Some people say that Henry died after he accidentally shot himself in the face while cleaning his shotgun, but other people say that they saw him at a funeral and other public events several years after that. Uh, In any case, after that final robbery where he stole the $28,000, all the gang activity stopped and actually all but two of Henry's gang members were eventually captured and killed. That's it. That's the story. No recap. I, I think you I think you got this one figured out. Let's see what we learned. What did we learn? Number one, Henry Barry Lowry was a member of the Lumbee tribe, which may or may not contain the ancestral bloodline of the Roanoke colony settlers. That'd be pretty neat if it did. It would finally put an end to all this. What happened? Mumbo jumbo. Anyway, number two, the home guard kind of sucked and is exactly the type of government entity that all the paranoid gun toting right wing mountain folk are so paranoid about today. Uh, Number three, Henry was kind of a Civil War Robin Hood, taking tens of thousands of dollars from local police and governments and giving it back to the poor. Next week on Our Weird World, we are covering the story of Huey Long, a former governor of Louisiana who, had he gotten his way, not gotten so egotistical and just messed things up for himself, um, he may have drastically changed the world as we know it. And it's probably a story that you're not familiar with, but uh, you go and learn next week. So thanks for listening. Tell all your friends and keep it weird. (laughs) 